Presidential debates are dead. And I'm not crying about it. That's not a complaint. <laughs> What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. And the presidential debate system has basically uh, been laid to rest. Tomorrow, there's a big debate. And by big, I mean not big at all. Between Governor Gavin Newsom, who won't be president of the United States in 2024, and Governor Ron DeSantis, who also won't be president of the United States in 2024. It's hosted by Sean Hannity on Fox News. It's going to happen in uh, Georgia. And it's an interesting it's an interesting exercise in political futility. You ha- here you have two guys, both of whom desire more than anything else to be the leader of the free world, neither of whom have a snowball's chance this time around. Gavin Newsom, sure, he's trying to slide in onto the ticket if Joe Biden, for whatever reason, becomes incapacitated or falls down the stairs or if his own party decides, you know what, we don't really want you anymore. Um, but I think there's other people that would that would jump in place ahead of Gavin Newsom. Plus, it's a very difficult it's a very difficult task uh, garnering the support of the entire Democrat uh, party, as we've seen. The second person is Ron DeSantis, who not only is nowhere near garnering the pri- presidential primary for the Republican Party, continues to flail and fall and falter. And Nikki Haley is the new number two. Ron DeSantis has slipped into a comfortable third place, uh, which means his political ambitions for the for the time being are going to be put back on the shelf. But for whatever reason, they're having a presidential debate, or I guess it's a red state, blue state debate. That's how Sean Hannity's touting. And he's saying it's a red state, blue state debate. We want to see what the policies of red states and the policies of blue states are. And we want to see how they differ and which is better and which is worse and yada, yada, yada. But that's not what the candidates are doing. Ron DeSantis is using this as a platform to have a standalone discussion about why he should be president of the United States. And Gavin Newsom is using this as a a political platform to push a a future presidency, whether it's in 2028 when he goes on a presidential run or sometime, you know, in the future after that. Who knows what his plans are? Only him and the diabolical deep state who's grooming him for some higher office. That's where we are today. But the fact of the matter is, this could be the only thing that that resembles any semblance of a presidential bait, uh, debate in 2024. Why? Because presidential debates are stupid and pointless and unentertaining and unnecessary, and they don't change anyone's mind, and they don't really teach anybody anything about the candidates. Nobody in the last 20 years has watched a presidential debate and said, you know what, I think I'm going to vote for the other guy now. Nobody has watched one of these presidential debates and said, hey, you know what, that person made some pretty good points. I'm going to get that Trump sign out of my yard and vote for Joe Biden. That's not what happens. These presidential debates are a way for networks to showcase their up and coming talent. And it's a way for uh, candidates and moderators alike to try to make some kind of viral content, some kind of quip, some kind of soundbite, if you will, some kind of nuanced nugget that they hope will propel them to the next level of superstardom. Just look at Megyn Kelly. Uh, Well, I don't know. Maybe she's maybe she's coming back down on the superstardom. Ladder. Anywho, uh, this this debate between two people who aren't going to be president, like I said, maybe the only debate you see, because as Donald Trump has proven through these primaries, debates aren't necessary for garnering votes. Debates aren't necessary to get people's support, especially now that television isn't the number one medium for people to get their information. Sure, way back in the day, when you had the first debate between John F. Kennedy and Richard Milhouse Nixon, and and they broadcast that on television, and Nixon showed up all all with five o'clock shadow and looking like an old uh, drunk in the alleyway behind the bar at 2 a.m. And John F. Kennedy came out all prim and proper and clean shaven and bright looking. Well, that was that was that was a transition. That was transformational for the American public. They looked at John Kennedy and they said, that's the guy we want running the show. Not Nixon, who, by the way, turned out to be a much better president in the end. Um, and that was the beginning of that was probably the last time, really, that the debates changed anyone's mind. 
you had a couple of moments in the eighties with Ronald Reagan when he made his when he made his uh you know his his classic comment about not letting age define his candidate and his candidacy's youth and inexperience. Uh, you know, there were some memorable mo moments, but for the most part, debates have become totally pointless. And again, now that people go to the Internet, now that they go to TikTok and Twitter or X, now that they go to Facebook, now that they, you know, they, they've kind of abandoned television as their number one medium. The televised presidential debate doesn't hold as much water. And Donald Trump is proof positive of that. He hasn't gotten any of the primary debates. And every time there's a primary debate, guess who wins? Donald Trump. He goes on rallies. He meets people. He talks to them. He tells them his agenda. He shakes hands. He does all of the things that you're supposed to do as a candidate, and he ignores the debate, especially since there's still so many people on stage. When you have five people all, all vying for position, when you have five people trying to steal the spotlight, you get a very, 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 very slim portion of that spotlight. And Donald Trump, I don't know if you know this, he likes the whole spotlight. He likes all the attention on him. He wants everybody to listen to what he's saying. He wants everyone to hear his words. That's how Donald Trump rolls. So why go to a debate where you have to share the stage, especially with, in the past, uh, how Donald Trump has, seen, has been treated by the moderators? I mean, that, that Chris Wallace debate where Chris Wallace became the, the it, it became a two-on-one browbeating of Donald Trump, where Chris Wallace began debating Donald Trump on Joe Biden's behalf because Joe Biden wasn't able to debate Donald Trump on his own. That was probably the nail in the coffin of the modern presidential debate. From that point on, Donald Trump decided, I don't need this. And being the presidential primary uh, frontrunner, he basically calls the shots. Now you have a candidate on the other side, Joe Biden, and Joe Biden isn't physically able to debate. So if this battle continues to go the way we think it is, where Donald Trump will be the Republican uh, primary winner and the nominee and, and Joe Biden will be the Democrat nominee, you've got one candidate who doesn't want to debate, doesn't need to debate, doesn't think that a debate's going to change anything. And you have another candidate who physically and mentally is unable to debate. So both campaigns are probably thrilled to cancel all presidential debates um, in the in the uh, 2024 election cycle. The RNC wants debates because, well, that's all the RNC knows how to do. That's how they think elections are won and lost, and they're not. They're won and lost on the streets. They're won and lost at the ballot box. They're won and lost when you get more people, whether living or dead, to vote uh, for your candidate than the other. And that's something that they haven't yet grasped. So they're pushing for debates, I'm sure. Also, this, this, this uh, fourth presidential primary debate that's happening soon with that Megyn Kelly is actually and going to be hosting is another exercise in futility because now you have, gosh, four more people since Tim Scott dropped out who are going to be Ron DeSantis will be back and Chris Christie will be back. And they're going to be debating again amongst the four of them why they should be the nominee when none of them are going to be the nominee. When you look at what's happening here, it just it just reeks of political ego maniacal behavior. I mean, this is just this is just people trying to to push themselves forward on any platform they can, uh, not to try to garner enough votes to become president of the United States because that ship has sailed. In fact, you've got Joe Biden already treating Donald Trump like he's the candidate. Joe Biden is already out there saying, hey, look, this is the guy who's going to ruin America. This is the guy who's going to ruin democracy. We have to stop him, meaning they know that he's got this thing in the bag. It's all wrapped up for Donald Trump in 2024. And we're still 44 days away from the very first uh, Iowa caucus. Um, however, if the Iowa caucus goes the way that we think the Iowa caucus is going to go, and if the New Hampshire primary goes the way we feel the New Hampshire primary is going to go, then, you know, the rest of them will fall into place and it'll wrap up with a rematch between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. The only problem is this time around, Donald Trump has much more support 
from the groups that used to support Joe Biden. There was an article that I read yesterday. In fact, I put it in the Catriot. Um, I put it in the um, my Catriot email, my dispatch today that I sent out. And uh, it was about a BLM leader in Rhode Island who supported Joe. I'm sorry, I guess I guess supported Joe Biden, but now supports Donald Trump. And I read the article and I typed up my email today and I thought to myself, man, I never thought I would hear the words BLM leader supports Donald Trump. Uh, listen to what this guy said. He's a BM leader, BLM leader in Rhode Island. He wrote everybody. I'm sorry. He was being interviewed and he said, everybody else sucks. I think right now we have sitting in the Oval Office. I think right now who we have sitting in the Oval Office is a deep disappointment. I deeply have disdain for him. And I really dislike the vice president, Kamala Harris, as well. Uh, he went on to write, who knew? Oh, I'm sorry. He went on to say their policies are basically racist policies. I believe it's a racist party that strikes at the heart of the black family and the nuclear family in general. I believe Donald Trump is the opposite. He's going to tell you how it is. Give it to you straight. He's not going to be a hypocrite and slap you, stab you in the back like the Democrat Party loves to do. So now you've got Black Lives Matter leaders who are coming out and saying Donald Trump is a much better candidate than Joe Biden. Now you've got Black Lives Matter leaders coming out and saying, I don't support Joe Biden and his racist policies. I support Donald Trump. He's not going to stab me in the back the way the Democrat Party did. And if you have BLM, uh, I mean, if you've got BLM and Donald Trump in the same sentence and they're not antagonizing each other, then it's it's curtains for Joe Biden and the Democrats. I mean, I, I can see the campaign's uh, T-shirts right now. BLM uh, or Black Lives Matter to Trump. That's a nail in the coffin for the Democrat Party because they've been working diligently for years to secure in any way, shape or form that they can the African-American vote. And they've done it in a way that, again, decimates the, the black families. He's right about that. Decimates the nuclear family, weakens the entire society. And basically, in a nutshell, is bad for everybody involved. The Democrat Party, uh, African-American voters and the United States of America. And that's what the Democrats want, because they feel that if you are weak, if you are poor, if you don't have power, then you turn to the government. And the, that makes the government more important, bigger. It makes them more powerful. It gives them more control over your life. And that's what Democrats want, control over you. Republicans want you to control your own life and leave them the hell alone. Anyway, we'll get into more of that. And uh, we'll talk more about this, this ridiculously pointless debate that's coming up tomorrow. Unfortunately for me, or maybe fortunately for me, I won't be able to watch it live because we'll be hosting the Ho Ho Hold'em Charity Poker Tournament, uh, which is, I'm very excited. That's one of the most exciting events that we have all year long. And I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that it's sold out and that we're going to have so many people there uh, participating in what is one of my favorite pastimes, playing poker for charity for K's Kids, which also kicks off tomorrow. So something to look forward to and something to make sure you join us for. Um, in addition, we will, however, have clip. I'll come home. I'll go through. I'll comb through it. I'll look at the clips. I'll make sure I have the highlights and we'll bring you whatever information you need to know about it. Uh, but for the most part, we'll be skipping the debate so we can raise money for kids who are battling life-threatening illnesses. Something I feel is a much more worthy cause than just stroking my own political ego like Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom. And in a way, Sean Hannity are all doing tomorrow night on Fox. Listen, please, speaking of stroking egos, like and share and subscribe to this podcast. We want to make sure that this continues to grow. We want to make sure you get the information you need every single day. So like and share, get set the notifications too, so that you get notified every single time we produce new content. And don't forget about our naughty list for 2023, naughtylist2023.com. You can go and you can vote for whoever you think the naughtiest person of the year has been. 
And uh, you'll also be entered to win some great prizes, which we'll start sending out sometime next week. So Nautilus2023.com. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for downloading. Uh, continue to continue to download this podcast every single day. Watch our show, consume our content, so you know who your enemies are. You know what you need to do to beat them back. And you know how we can all save the republic.